Hello, 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 and welcome into Box Office Quarterbacks. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Schmelz. We got the full cast today. We got Jeff, we got Eric, and we got Gerald. Now, full disclaimer, guys, uh, I got the booster shot today, so I'm I'm not too exhausted just yet, but my arm is starting to feel a little rough, so I hope you guys brought the energy because I might be losing it uh, in just a little bit. Ryan will be asleep by the end of this episode. That is your disclaimer, so... Uh, take uh some caffeine pills or something ryan because we got a lot to talk about uh, it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to be sleepy after the way the regular season ended this year though right it was a pleasant surprise let's just say that week 18 our first week 18 ever yeah i wasn't sure how i was going to feel about it with this year doing the um 17 games instead but i mean this year it definitely worked out i think i mean you had that I mean, playoffs, the last seed came down to the last second of the last game. Um, so it was obviously important. You know the NFL's going to parade that around for a while. Roger Goodell is definitely doing the Birdman hand rub after that <laughs> after that Chargers-Raiders game. Yeah, that was a, that was a yeah. classic. And uh, it was hard to watch because it was two teams in my division. So I wanted a scenario where both of them didn't make it to the playoffs, but that wasn't possible. So I'll take one or the other. I just can't believe we're sitting here right now with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the playoffs. I mean, I, I, I was flat out convinced that that tie to the Lions was going to come back to haunt them. And it didn't, which just blew my mind. And I mean, obviously, that's from an unbelievable collapse from the Colts and uh, some a lot of luck that came in with the, the last game, too. But it just I, I can't believe it. it. It really just blows my mind that the Steelers got in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think they had a ten percent chance, right, of making it somewhere, somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, and like three weeks ago, if you would have been like, "There's one seed, and it's going to be the Colts, the Ravens, the Steelers, or the um, excuse me, the Chargers, right?" Um, or they're in the Raiders. Like, guess which one is going to get in? And you told me the Steelers. I would have been like, "You're you're lying. You're way too high right now. Like, stop. It's not happening." But at least. With the Steelers getting in, um, we were able to get a nice moment with Mike Tomlin in the locker room on IG Live that I know Antonio Brown did not like. <laughs> yeah. Antonio Brown is a real loser these days. Um, all his former teams are in the playoffs, so it's going to be hard to watch. And I will say this, so the the Ravens brought out Terrell Suggs for the last game of the season, and obviously this the this, this season just went, you know, as many ways as could possible against the Ravens this year. But, you know, I kind of said this to some of the Ravens fans. I said, you know, how a, a Ravens fan should look at Big Ben's career. It's, you know, when Big Ben got to Pittsburgh, the Ravens and the Steelers, that really wasn't a rivalry, you know, or it was an uneventful one. But, I mean, at, since he's been in Pittsburgh, that rivalry has grown to be one of the better ones in football. I mean, every time they're on the field together, you know people are about to get hit really hard, and it's going to be physical. And I think these two teams have really just brought a lot of excitement to the AFC North, especially when the you know you have a team like Cleveland who had a, has a great rivalry with Pittsburgh, but they've been, really been slumping the last twenty years. Yeah, so the AFC North was was sneaky good this year. When when Gerald sent us that meme earlier today, where it was like. If your team finished last, your team sucks or something like that. And there's a picture of the Ravens. The, the Ravens were like the one seed in the AFC four or five weeks ago. That's how 
good the AFC North has been. And it's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, with Big Ben gone next year and then Joe Burrow breaking out, uh, who is going to be the king of this division for the foreseeable future? Yeah, I mean, that's a insane division. And, I mean, you look at it, the Bengals are a four seed in the playoffs right now, and they're a really good four seed. I think they might be better than a one, if not two of the people ahead of them seeding-wise. Um, they're definitely not better than the Chiefs. I think they look better than the Titans right now, and they've looked a lot better than the Bills have at times in this season too. Before we got on, we talked about how many uh, eight and nine and eight, eight and nine teams are. It's kind of indicative. Like I think we're gonna be, we're gonna see a lot of parity in these playoffs as well. Just piggybacking off what Gerald said, if the Bengals as a four seed, they wouldn't shock anybody by going to the AFC Championship. I wouldn't be shocked if a team like the Eagles went to the NFC Championship because they're the best running team in the league. And and this time of year, running running the football is very important. So, I mean, it, we had a nice Week 18. I think it's just going to parlay into the playoffs. And like mm-hmm. you said, Eric, I, I just think this league is very, very close. You know, I, I've always, I feel like I've said this on the podcast before where I feel like, you know, the best NFL team and the worst NFL team are probably tighter – than most sports leagues in the probably any sports league in the entire country. And, and I think you kind of really see that. And I, that's why I really think that this, this playoff just feels very wide open and that's why I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah. I mean, you look at the entire playoff bracket right now and really the only team that would surprise me to see them make the Super Bowl like utterly surprised would be the Steelers. Every, all the other teams right there. I mean, like they have chances to beat the teams they're squared up against. I mean, I, I'm still in kind of disbelief that the Eagles made it to the playoffs because they their offense looked lost at the beginning of the season, and I still don't think it's that good. Uh, Jalen Hurts is the garbage time fantasy MVP this year, but uh, they played from behind almost the entire season, so that one did surprise me. And and I'll say this, you know, we, I was going to segue into our biggest surprises of the year. I think my biggest surprise of the year was the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles made the playoffs. I mean, this was a team where I don't think I really heard too many people, anybody high on them or, or giving them a chance to be a surprise this year. And you had everybody trolling Nick Sirianni at the beginning of the season because he had apparently a disastrous uh, Zoom call opening press conference. But here they are. They made the playoffs. And I think that's a huge accomplishment for that franchise. And especially Jalen Hurst as well. Man, I don't know why y'all hate on Jalen Hurst so much. I know. I don't, I don't know. He's, I know. He's I one don't of the best it. fantasy quarterbacks. I did not say I, was, I wasn't I wasn't hating on him. I wasn't hating on yeah, him. I think, I, he's, I think he's been great. But, like, and I, I mean, I agree. They definitely didn't seem like a team that had a whole bunch of hype around them throughout the year. But, I mean, like we've already said during this podcast before the show, there's so many of those teams that are like nine and eight, nine and seven, one, all those like those eight and nine teams over there that like they just happen to be the best one. And they whatever they had to do to get in, but you know, they're still dangerous. I mean, just like the rest of those eight and nine teams are. I mean, the Ravens can be a dangerous team at times, and they're not even in the playoffs. I mean, there there were like four or five different teams that, that could have easily got in. The Colts, man, that that's my other big surprise. They really dropped the ball. They had all they had to do was beat the Jacksonville Jaguars and get into the playoffs. 
it was set right in front of them. And the Jaguars lost 50 to 10 to the Titans the week before. The fact that they didn't get in is just very disappointing. Um, I'm a huge Jonathan Taylor fan, obviously. Uh, so I would have liked to see them continue. But yeah, that's my second biggest surprise. Well, we call surprises in the wrestling world swerves. And Shad Khan's son, Tony, does own AEW right now. And they gave us a big swerve. So there you have it. Listen, all I know is Jacksonville should not be allowed to have have the number one overall pick two drafts in a row. They got to figure out something because, like, how, like, how are you that bad? Like, it, I don't, some, they, they got to figure something out, man. Cause that, that? like, come on, man. Like really? Well, they went from having a really bad season to hiring Urban Meyer, which should but have been still, like, the man. first warning sign. But and, still. Um, and then like, I think, what was it? Three weeks in when James Robinson had a total of like 16 freaking carries. Like, I think that should have been the other sign at that point where they should have just turned it around then. Because that, that that team should not be that bad. It shouldn't be. And it's funny because the two worst teams won this weekend, right? The Lions and the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah. Like The Lions. See, the Lions almost had the number one pick. But they, they instead decided to uh, beat Green Bay's backups in a meaningless game to get the number two pick in the draft. So, but, but I think, but I think that was a good move because, you know, uh, you know, they don't need a quarterback or, I mean, they probably do, but they're not going to draft one at number two because I don't think there's enough hype around this draft class. But at the same time, it's like, you know, I mean, we don't know who the number one overall pick is going to be. I mean, it, it seems like there's like four or five guys who could be that. So, I mean, why not build some momentum? You beat Green Bay. I know they didn't have Aaron Rodgers in there for most of the game, but, you know, good for Dan Quinn you know he might have been fighting for his job you never know I mean he was there for a half I think but it was the Lions looked like they were having fun in that game man like they looked like they were just enjoying the hell out of life trick plays running around screaming with the fans like jumping like I'm I'm here for like I know it was against the backups the second half but like even though they're backups they're still NFL backups like do your job and stop them like they are the worst team in the league right so like stop them they got. They do have some nice pieces. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Amon St. Brown. I I wish I would have picked him up on the waiver wire when I had the chance because uh, he's looking like a future Pro Bowl receiver. Then he got DeAndre Swift. So obviously the Jags aren't gonna take a quarterback number one. They could probably still take whoever the best available is at number two. I don't know. I've seen a lot of different mock drafts with uh, defensive players going in the top five. So we'll see. Yeah, they need to get an offensive line to protect Trevor Lawrence. So, like, if they don't grab a line um, immediately, that's just Trevor should get his will ready. Yeah, I I wouldn't be opposed to them doing offensive linemen first two rounds, you know, number uh, number one and number 33. It would not not be a bad idea whatsoever. But um, you guys want to stay on the regular season or we want to get into – we have Black Monday on the docket, and we also have um, our playoff predictions. So do you want to do Black Monday first or go into the playoffs? I mean, let's let's go Black Monday. There was a lot of, not surprises, we saw a lot of those guys have the writing on the wall earlier in the season. For me, obviously, as a Broncos fan, we've been calling for Vic Fangio to be fired for weeks now in Broncos country. 
it finally happened. Um, and that last game against the Chiefs was just so frustrating to watch. You, you know, we were leading the entire game. Uh, Melvin Gordon fumbles the ball and runs. And then the, the Chiefs pick it up for a 69-yard score the other way. And instead of going for the tie a few minutes later, Fangio decides to kick a field goal. At that point, we knew he was out the door. And I'm really interested to see what my team does next because we've had two straight uh, former defensive coordinators become our head coach. And now I'm hearing Dan Quinn is the favorite to take over, which I'm not exactly thrilled for. So I would rather have a Kellen Moore and Eric Bieniemy. That's kind of where I stand right now. Yeah, I don't think it would go over well to, you know, as a guy who likes Dan Quinn, and I do think down the road he does deserve a second chance. I don't know how well that would be perceived if he were to get hired by the Broncos right now and how the fan base would react. Yeah, we need touchdowns because they have been far and few between since we were, won the Super Bowl six years ago now. Oh, and and it's, been a, it's, it's been a while since the Broncos have had like a young coach too, right? I mean, like it's been Kubiak, Fangio. Uh, well, Vance Joseph was young, but he was a defensive guy. So maybe it's time for the Broncos to join the, the revolution of getting young offensive-minded coaches in there. Bring them in. Kellen Moore, 33 years old. Uh, bring in like Mike Zimmer as a defensive coordinator. I know Mike Zimmer is kind of a trigger word for Gerald, but uh, <laughs> that will probably lead to his next point. It's not a trigger word, and I'm not going to go off that much this time. Um, but yeah, Mike Zimmer was also fired from Minnesota. Not a huge surprise uh, for the Viking fan base. We kind of like Reddit and social media and everything's been kind of calling for it for a while. In fact, like when I was at the Cowboys game, when he got just straight up out coached by Mike McCarthy, who had like didn't have his two starting receivers or his starting quarterback, everybody was chanting fire Zimmer in the stadium. So like it was coming, you know, um, it's one of those like good grief type of deals. I think um, came in, he did turn the pro like the franchise around from where it was. Cause it had been pretty bad for a little while and he helped a lot, but he was just too inconsistent. Um, offensive play calling was always horrible. Um, this, there's no reason for this team to suck. There's none. There's no reason for this team to be one of those eight and seven teams. You got Kirk Cousins, who is a good quarterback. He's just not clutch. Um, so he puts up numbers. You got two starting receivers who are among the best in the league. A starting running back is a top three in the league. And a backup running back is pretty damn good, too. Um, there's no reason for them not to score 35 points a game and win. How's their offensive line, though? Is that a concern it's, at all in Minnesota? It's a it's above average. Like it's definitely not great, but like it's better than what it's been in the past three or four years. Um, they could improve it for sure. I think that's probably what they need to improve on the offensive side of the ball going into this year. We have receivers, you have running backs, you have a quarterback for at least a year. I think um, go offensive line, defense. Like you can grab if you can get a big, better defensive player, yeah. But if you have a great chance at a top offensive line prospect. Because they're in the middle of the draft, like grab them. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it just kind of ran its course in Minnesota. You know, it was just kind of time. Uh, he definitely had some success. He definitely had some really good moments, but it just you know kind of felt like it had run its course in a way. And, and you've seen this before. You know, you've seen Andy Reid run his course in Philadelphia. Both sides separate. Both sides end up very happy in the end. You know, Andy got his 
uh, Super Bowl in, in Kansas City, then the Eagles get their Super Bowl with Doug Peterson. And that's a guy I'm expecting to potentially be at the top of these lists for head coaching positions. I think uh, you see his name kind of being floated around with Jacksonville. I think that would be a good fit. But I think, you know, Doug Peterson would be, I think, probably one of the safer hires you can have. Yeah, and um, I'm, I'm expecting this year to finally be the year for Eric Bieniemy. Um, I think he's going to get his gig. And I hope it's in Minnesota. Now, where do we, do we see Brian, Brian Flores landing anywhere? Oh, Brian Flores has got to either be the number two person on the list for the Giants or the number one person on the list for the Bears. That's yeah, I think I agree on that. That's how I see it. Number one for the Giants got to be Bill Belichick, like I said. Yeah, that, that firing like, might have been the biggest shock to me. Eric called Belichick to the Giants months ago. Just want to let you know. <laughs> he's gonna, he did it. He did he's it. gonna he get on that hill. I'm not an insider, but I'm an insider. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you leave the Patriots right now. They got a good thing going. Yeah, that team's pretty good, but I mean, yeah, I don't know why he would go to New York. I really don't. <laughs> that Ross, yeah, but you got you're gonna have a new GM coming in and everything. I mean, that's gonna be. I mean, it's 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 it, it, that's the funny thing. I think for a GM job, this would be one of the more enticing ones because you have a ton of cap space and you have two first round picks going into this year. So, I mean, there's a lot of options you can go with. I mean, you could say, I mean, quarterback. And then just, you know, or you can sign one, trade one. You really have a lot to work with. So I think it is an enticing job if you're a GM candidate, for sure. So that job opening, the, the way we got to it was pretty funny because Joe Judge didn't get fired on on Black Monday with the rest of the coaches. And all over Twitter that entire day, everyone was talking about how Brian Flores got fired. But the guy who ran a QB sneak on third and nine still has a job. And then when Joe Judge did get fired, I saw some tweets where like, did did the Giants get e bullied into firing Joe Judge? <laughs> Which I could kind of see. The Giants were like, we'll give you one more year, Joe. They get on Twitter. Never mind, Joe. You're gone. <laughs> too many like, memes. Just kidding. Just kidding. Joe, did we, we say we're gonna give you one more year? We meant one more day. <laughs> <laughs> But it's not a good look on the Belichick coaching tree. It's not a good look at all. I mean, Flores, Flores never should have been fired. That You that won what, eight, eight straight games, and you took a terrible team that first year to like six wins. Um, he's going he's gonna to get a head coaching job soon. And from what yeah, I understand, well, I, there were just a lot of disagreements between him and the front office. Is that true? Yeah, that's what I was reading too. I think there was also some disagreements between him and the quarterback room. Yes, was, uh, uh, was it Sporting uh, News that published that? I don't know, but I my understanding is is that they had a massive disagreement about drafting Tua or Justin Herbert, and I believe that Herbert was Flores's guy, and I think that the disagreement over that decision was kind of just always a cloud over uh, the two of them, and that kind of has played into this, is from what I understand. I mean, he yeah. went ten and six last season by like taking Tua out and putting in Ryan Fitzgerald at certain times. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you, I, something definitely had to have been up. And like, I really don't think uh, reading those same articles, 
Um, they said Chris Greer has been with the Dolphins for almost 20 years, so obviously they were going to side with him and keep him and let the the newer guy leave. Yeah, and, and you know, here's the thing, I, and, and this is how I kind of see it. You know, when it comes to, you know, you're always going to have, I think, personnel disagreements between the front office and the quarter and the and the coach. But like, when it comes to drafting a quarterback, I really do think you've got to go with the guy your head coach likes more in that situation. You might be able to slight him on pass rusher or like tackle or cornerback when you're picking that position. But I just think that if you're a GM and you're going to draft a quarterback and your coach is telling you one guy and is sold on one guy, I do think you have to give your coach the benefit of the doubt and go with that guy in that situation. I could be wrong, but I feel like that's just the one, one position you cannot be on a different page from when it comes to coach front office and quarterback. Yeah. The the other thing about the dolphins is that their owner seems way too hands-on Steven Ross because he was pushing for Deshaun Watson very, very hard all of this season. And that was definitely a distraction because Brian Flores was asked about it constantly in press conferences. Tua at one point said that he didn't feel wanted by the team. So you have that hanging over uh, your whole entire season, and it's obviously going to cause some rifts. So I, I think upper management kind of caused this kind of uh, situation that we're seeing play out now. Well, I'll tell you what, if Brian Flores is the one that suggested they should go after Deshaun Watson in the middle of all his legal stuff, then like maybe he should have been fired. No, it was Stephen Ross. The, the owner was the one that was pushing for it. That's well, just what you understand, right? From what you've seen reported. I listen to a lot of the Dan Lebitard show, so I know a lot of, <laughs> about Miami sports. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm well-versed in that area. Very nice. All right, moving on. We ready to move on? We good? Yes. Everyone said their piece? All right, uh, let's go into playoff prediction, shall we? And then we'll do our, our very special game that Jeff is the champion of. But first, um, who's got the... Who's got anyone got the bracket pulled up and wants to pick the first game to talk about? Uh, yeah. Um, so I think the first one is uh, the Raiders Bengals on Saturday. Ooh. And the Bengals have how long has it been since they won a playoff game? What was it since like 1990 or something like that? Oh, my goodness. Um, and Vegas is, Vegas is riding a, a lot of momentum and I wouldn't be shocked if, if Vegas wins. It did. They just seem like a team that has nothing to lose. You know, it, it's, it's a, it, this is a team with an interim head coach. Who's probably going to get that job. Uh, there's a chance he might not, but he looks like he's probably going to be the guy. And it's just a team that has come up, overcome so much this season and so much noise and adversity. And it's really been, I think a really good. Uh, Gerald, get out of the chat. <laughs> what did I say? You could say the Raiders are. I'm not even. I'm not even going to repeat with that. You. Oh no! Oh my goodness! You're supposed to be able to keep talking. No, um, I, I use no. You can't. You can't change the prompter on Ron Burgundy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> 
Someone else go. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly, I honestly think that that the Bengals should probably win this game by two touchdowns. Um, just the the talent that they have on the offside offensive side of the ball with Burrow, Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Who knows? C.J. Uzoma can explode for two touchdowns. Um, their improved defense. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think the Bengals should should win this one almost pretty easily. I, I agree, Eric. And it's not just because I hate the Raiders more than any other team, but it's a little bit because of that. I think, <laughs> I think the Bengals are going to win by at least two touchdowns. I just really like Joe Burrow. What can I say? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think we might all come to this consensus. It's just like the the Bengals are pretty dang good, and Joe Burrow has looked pretty dang good too. Um, Raiders have done some good stuff this year, but I think the Bengals are just far and away the better team. Well, the Bengals definitely should win this game from talent wise and situation wise, and the fact they're also playing at home, but. <laughs> We've been here before. Yeah. I, I just would not be shocked if the Raiders won. It, it's yeah. just, it, I mean, it, it, momentum has something to do with it. And just, you know, the Bengals have notoriously not performed in this situation. Granted, like, you know, it's unfair to say that it's that with a completely different quarterback and different coach, but it, it just, it wouldn't be shocking to see the Raiders pull this off. Well, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be shocking. I just, don't like see it happening. This is this. They're they're so hot right now. Like they're they're hot. Like no they're, doubt. They're very dang good. So yeah, I, I don't. I don't think now. One I'm really looking forward to is the next game on Saturday. That's ooh, New England Buffalo. I don't know. I think the winner of this game has a really strong chance of winning the whole thing. I honestly okay, not because I'm a Patriots fan. But I really see the Pats coming in here and actually getting a win because Josh Allen in the playoffs has been shaky. Remember the first time he was in the playoffs against Houston and he had uh, and that didn't go well. Um, They made it to the AFC championship last year. They could have beaten the Chiefs, but I don't know. Josh Allen could have made a few more plays uh, in the end there. But um. I saw a stat from Mina Kimes, uh, excellent NFL insider for ESPN. She talked about how Josh Allen actually went where you would expect a kid, uh, a quarterback who played in Wyoming, who played in the elements to be to be comfortable and be decent. But he's almost uh, out of 41 quarterbacks, he's number 40 when playing in, in cold weather games. And I got to look at it again. But it's almost like around like 35 degrees or less, and he's not that great. So I don't really think weather would be a factor. Weather would be a factor, but like not in a the good way that you would think that it would help Josh Allen. I mean, he definitely he definitely balled out in Week 16 against the Pats. But I think um, there were also times where if J.C. Jackson had gotten an interception when they were down by seven, I think he had an easy chance to return that to the house and change the trajectory of that game in week 16. And if the Patriots win that one, then they win the AFC East. But um, I, I see the defense uh, stepping up for new England and we always see um, 
lower seeds, especially in the in in the wild card round, um, they sometimes pull. They more times than not have pulled the upset. And another NFL reporter I saw was that the last six lower seeded games, uh, the last six wild card games, the lower seed is five and one. So, with this being a third time they're playing each other, and within like six weeks, I know Bill's gonna have something for him. And I honestly see New England winning. So if they were all five and one, that means last year every lower seed but one lost. I mean one. But that's insane. But I do agree with you. I think the Pats are going to come out with this one. Um, But I also think this game has a very real possibility of being one of those ugly 11 to 6 games going into the third quarter. Like, I just have this feeling about that game. But I do think the Pats will be the one – the one um, underdog that wins in this first round for in the AFC side, at least. I when when I think of the Pats and the Bills, I just think of that that first game they played on Monday Night Football this year, where it was windy and Mac Jones only threw the ball two times, but they still won the game. Uh, Bill is a master at uh, maneuvering the game plan and playing chess. I think he's going to figure it out, and I think the Pats are going to pull the upset as well. All right, I guess I'm being different here again. I'm going to go with the Bills in this one. I think right now they are the better team. They are playing at home. It is going to be electric in that stadium. They're able to have full capacity this year. They couldn't have it last year when they hosted a playoff game. And I think Josh Allen's really been on his A game this year. This isn't the same Josh Allen. He's more mature now. He's he's gotten better as his career has gone along. And I think that his talent hasn't always excelled around him either. So I, I'm going to go with the Bills here. And just to just to correct what I said earlier, um, that info that I got, I got it from Mike Girardi from the NFL Network. He said, over the past eight seasons, there have been six matchups between divisional opponents in the wild card round, and the lower seed has won. And the lower seed, who was the non-division winner, was five and one in those matchups. So, I mean, again, I I think New England can pull it out and and get to the divisional round. All right. Uh, next game, we got Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. Well, that's pretty easy. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a blowout. Let's just say that. Tom Brady, is a, he, he's immortal. I'm going to say 35 to 10. Tampa. I'm going to I'm going to go with Tampa, but I don't think it's a blowout. I think this is like a 45-35 type of game. Um I think the Eagles can score a lot, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop Tampa Bay. Um not at all. I uh, for some reason I want to go with the Eagles like I really want to go with the Eagles because they're the number one rushing team in the league. But the thing is Tampa Bay allows less than 100 yards in the ground. And uh, I'm a big fan of Jalen Hurts, but it's just you just look at the skill positions like Tom has Gronk, Mike Evans. I know Godwin's out, but um, Leonard Fournette's coming back. You just uh, the Eagles just have who Devonta Smith, maybe and Dallas Goddard. I, I, I don't know if they'd be able to at least get enough offense to keep up with to keep up with Tampa and they're in Tampa. So, uh, yeah, I, I got to go with, I got to go with um, the bucks. So I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a blow, but I think it'll be in the realm of like something like 24 to 14. 
Can can the Eagles I, pick up Antonio Brown? No, they don't even go there. I mean, they could. Uh, the Rams just signed Eric Weddle, so I mean, yeah, they could do whatever. That funny. <laughs> what? They did. Yeah, Eric Eric Weddle's coming out of retirement to play for the Rams. Yeah. So, so they, <laughs> what? When so did I miss this? Happened it today. happened like an hour or two no, ago. No, it happened eleven hours ago. All, all Sean Jeffrey's gonna sign with the Eagles tomorrow. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, Brett Favre signing with the Vikings. They're not even playing, but he's signing with them. You know, Brian right. Westbrook. Brian Westbrook is. Oh man, Brian Dawkins coming out too. Yeah. Oh man, Antonio Cromartie's coming back. So yeah, so okay, I, I'm gonna go with the Bucks. I do think this is gonna be like the Washington football team game next year. I think it's gonna be actually be very close. It's gonna be 27-24. It's gonna be a close one. Uh, next game, we've got the. Ooh, this one should be a good one. Niners Cowboys. And it's on Nickelodeon, so that's why. I should oh, be. who's gonna be the oh, MVP? Games on Nickelodeon. Oh man, I want Mike McCarthy um, to get slimed. That's what I want. <laughs> I I actually think the Cowboys should run away with this one. Um, I just know the Cowboys, and it's not going to happen. On paper, to me, this team is much better. Um, but like the Cowboys are going to end up with like thirty-one to twenty-eight as the final score. Yeah, I think it'll be a close one too. Cowboys love to make things difficult for themselves in the playoffs, so I'm gonna. I'm going to say 24 to 20. I think they're just going to just going to pull it off. Which one of their superstars gets some kind of huge meme made after them because like they don't they, they either catch or don't catch a pass in this game. Feels like CD Lamb. It feels like it might be CD easier. I mean like the Cowboys are great in the playoffs are one thing, it's memes. I mean like what was it early 2000s, mid 2000s whenever Tony Romo fumbled the the field goal hold? That was a great time. I remember exactly where I was when I watched that. Me too. All right. Oh, fine. I'll pick the Cowboys. You know what? This is a different Cowboys team. Dak has overcome a lot this season. He is overcoming the Dallas play- playoff curse. Cowboys are going to win. Well, I, I mean, mean uh, I, 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 I got the Cowboys going to the Super Bowl, so they beat the 49ers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What did you say? say I, heard him louder I heard it clearly. <laughs> the, the, he didn't the want Roxana to hear that one. I don't think. The, the, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, so they're going to beat the 49ers. Oh, so you're picking the Cowboys. Yeah, but I, I, but I will not be shocked. I will not be shocked if Debo Samuel has one of those games that we'll be talking about for years to come. I love Debo. Debo's the best. All right, next game. Oh, I don't. Can we skip this one? Because I think we're all going to pick the same team. Kansas City, what, which, Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kansas City. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Steelers right? to be different. Oh, you're so cool. Yeah, that's right. Twenty-one to seventeen, Pittsburgh. Big Najee Ben's Harris, not retiring this week. Najee Harris <laughs> over a hundred yards rushing. He's going for 280 if they win that damn game. 280. <laughs> five touchdowns. Like that, yeah, that dude's got to that dude's got to put this team on his back if they're winning that game. That is the only way. Old school Pittsburgh football. Goodbye Kansas like, City. It's, it's you got Pitt- slow as 
Is Pittsburgh signing Troy Palomalu? Yes. No. And yeah, Heinz I mean, Ward. If we bring him back. If we're bringing back old guys, we might as well. I mean, they still have Ben Roethlisberger, which is – I mean, that guy's looking like he walks around in a bucket of molasses in between snaps. I just – I don't understand (laughs) how someone can be so damn slow. He's always icing his shoulder. (laughs) His shoulder's always getting iced. He's like, and he had the nerve to say that, like, he was on the Tom Brady regiment in the the offseason. Like, man, get out of here. Man, you know what? Like, in 2009, whenever the Vikings brought Brett Favre back, he got so much trash for being, like, old and white and all this, like, old and white-haired and everything. <laughs> Not old and white <laughs> Old and white-haired. I was just speaking too fast. But, like, he got so much trash talk and everything. But, like, you look at guys like Ben Roethlisberger, like, at least Brett Favre was still good at that time. Like, Ben hasn't been good for, like, five years. I, I've been it's to time. Pittsburgh a few times. That food is very good, Ben. I would, I would be in the same place you are. Uh, let's just say that Pimenti Brothers, whew, very, very good. <laughs> I'll be in Pittsburgh in a couple weeks. I will try it. All right, uh, moving on. Final game, and this could be the game of the week: Arizona, LA. Hmm. This game's very hard for me to pick, so you guys need to go first, and I'll be last. I'm going with L.A. I have a lot of faith in this team. I think that uh, McVay is going to have some serious stuff put up his sleeve. Matthew Stafford's going to rise to the occasion and bury his demons, finally get that playoff win, and this team's going to be dangerous. Yeah, I think Sean McVay is a better coach than Cliff, obviously. So I think he will outsmart him. I think it'll be close as long as Matthew Stafford doesn't throw like five picks. 28, 21, let's just say that. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with the Rams, too. I don't like the way Arizona finished the season. Um, Kyler Murray is a stud. Yeah, I, I, I would probably take Sean McVay over Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach. Uh, Matthew Stad, this is what they got these guys for, for the playoffs. Jalen Ramsey they got back there. Vaughn Miller, uh, Aaron Donald, they, like, their their team is too talented to lose to the the Cardinals who were who were slumping honestly coming into the seat in, into the playoffs. All right, and that wraps yeah. it up. Oh, Wait sorry, Jimmy. A dang minute. Sorry. Go Wait ahead. a minute. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I'm going with the uh, the Rams too, just because like I see the way the Cardinals are, um, like. Eric said three and eight, I think is what it is. The last or three and five in the last eight weeks, excuse me. Um, they've slid at the wrong time. And we talked so much about how the Bengals have been just vibing for however long it has been now. And it, it works the other way around too, right? Like the Cardinals have not looked good. Um, I think this will be a good game. I think it will probably be one of the better games of the um, first round of the playoffs. But I, and I think we're actually going to see a like signature Kyler Murray player too, and it's going to be one of those great highlights we watch for a while. Um, but I just think Matthew Stafford's going to get that playoff win, and I think he's going to go a little deep in this playoffs too. I apologize, Gerald. I am, uh, I guess the the booster's kicking in. <laughs> okay, so we're moving on, and we're going to play our little game now. So here's how it works. So each of us, we're going to go in order. Each of us is going to pick a team and pretty much we're going to each get to pick three teams at one point. And those teams are going to be on our team. And if one of the teams on our team wins the Super Bowl, 
then you are the winner of this this game and you get to be uh, the person who picks a movie and pretty much we can't say no to it. And Jeff won last year because he didn't want to pick the Buccaneers, but he kind of had to because it was like the last team on the board and he ended up winning the whole thing. So, but it was only two of us last year. So this Thank year, you, Tom. Yeah, this year should be a little interesting with, with all of us here. So I believe Jeff did a, did you do a, a random I, I did, drawing? I, I did not, but we could okay. uh, go by the order we did. Yes. Okay. So we'll just, we'll just do this by when we join the podcast. I mean, Jeff and I started this at the same time. So, but dude, do I get to go first? You get to go first. Loser Uh, goes first. Okay, cool. All right. right. Well, I lost last year. All right. I will go with the NFL works. Yeah, I guess. That's true. That's true. Good point. All right. So I, I was uh, in last place. uh, I, ah, sorry. Let me start up. I'm going to pick the team with the best record. I'll go with the Packers. Uh, let's run it back, Tom Brady. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers, number two. Ooh. I'm going to take the Chiefs, number three. I'm going right. to take the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> say, it, you get, say it louder. Yeah. Oh, sorry, we need to record that for the record, sir. I'm going to take the Cowboys. Eric, you know if you don't say it loud enough, like they won't be able to record this when they do post All right, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. Oh. <laughs> All right, and you get two picks. <laughs> and you get two picks since you have the snake. Okay, uh, Jerry, you say you got the Chiefs? Yes. Uh, Jeff got the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I should have been writing this down. I think I'm going to go with the Pats. No, 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 no. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, F it. I'm going to go with the Pats. All right. Uh, Gerald, go ahead. Um, hmm. Pick don't the Bengals. Play. You've been high on them. Yeah, I just don't want to have two AFC teams. Ugh, that's terrifying. But well, yeah, you're going go to you're gonna, you're in the Bengals? Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to do the Titans. I don't like it, but they're the number one seed and they haven't been picked. So let's, let's roll with it. And I will get the Bills. The two teams I want, the two teams I was going to predict in the Super Bowl, I got. I'm happy. Okay, watch me be out by the divisional round. <laughs> but, uh, but we, oh, so I get, I get, a, I get one more pick, and then we all get our last one. So uh, no one's picked the Rams, right? No. Nope. All right, I'll go with the Rams then. Damn it. <laughs> we'll see who's left. You got the Niners, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Raiders, no. the Eagles. <laughs> Guess we're going and, Niners. <laughs> there we go. Nobody's, nobody's picked the Cardinals yet, right? Nope. I, I picked the Cardinals. Picked the Cardinals. I took them back. No, 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 no. It's All already right, done. I, was already I, I have the Niners. I have the Niners. I, okay, Cardinals, Bengals, Chiefs. Cool. And Eric? Hey, I'm going to go. Yeah, I will not pick the Steelers. I'll go with the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if the Steelers win the Super Bowl, then our viewers will and or the Raiders, then our viewers will decide what movie. Or no, no, they they will decide after we all pick a movie, and you can pick any movie. We're going to put in a poll, and then Twitter's going to decide which one we watch. That's so, a dangerous game. After we'll, we all we'll play, all pick all pick a human centipede movie. There's three of them. Then one person can pick something else. 
And Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story versus all three human centipede movies. <laughs> all right. Well, no comments. fun guys. All right, Super Bowl predictions real quick before we before we launch lightning round. I already said Bills uh Bills Packers. Let's do the Packers and the Titans. Bengals Rams. I'll go Chiefs Cowboys. Ooh. All right. Good show, guys. Had a lot of fun. Everyone feel good? Yeah, we'll tell you in a, in a few weeks if I feel good. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Good Friends and Real Talk. Please follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are not on TikTok yet. It's all we're Gerald. Pro- and we're probably not working on it either. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. 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 We thank you for joining us. We appreciate we appreciate your viewership and we hope to see you again in this future. See you later.